Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. way back when in 2021 some people would be like oh there's too much professional wrestling on television well i Simon Miller here at world culture wrestling i'm happy to tell you that now we have entered 2022 there's barely any shows that is not the case if you are watching this on day one of course we're going to talk about aew battle of the belts but we're also going to go and watch impact hard to kill 2022 if you are into the world of grappling then the whole year is going to provide but that works for me because i was born with a finger of power which is this thing over here which was designed to give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down which is what we are going to do for aew's first ever saturday night special which was entitled battle of the belts but who came away as the best battler i don't know what i'm talking about let's just up those downs interim TNT title was on the line to begin this very special show and I saw some people after Dynamite or after Rampage I should say going oh I can't believe AEW is doing an interim title even though we don't know where it's going to go and also wrestling rarely does this so why don't we just wait and see? It was also Sammy Guevara versus Dustin Rhodes who was filling in for Cody and again I hope he's doing okay as well as the entire Rhodes family and never forget Dustin is 50. He's past 50, and yet he's still moving around like this. I tell you, it doesn't make any sense. What am I talking about specifically? Well, at one point, he went, well, I'm still on the apron. I have Sammy Guevara in between my thighs. There's a table down there. Why don't I do a Canadian Destroyer from this position through the wood? I mean, if 220-somethings had done this, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, they're both going to die. But Dustin Rose doing it? We just got to give him the round of applause. He also did some wrestling to begin with, but that didn't last long because they found themselves on the outside when Dustin grabbed Sammy and not only slabbed him into the ring steps, but he gave him a pile driver onto the mats. So I was like, okay, well, I can see what the MO here is. 
death. The crowd was also well up for this, so we got the dueling chance, so it did feel like a big deal. And our first near fall came when Sammy Guevara went to do a springboard off the ropes and Dustin caught him and gave him the crossroads. I mean, that really did look very good. Sammy kicked out of that, but then he hit Dustin with a GTH, but Dustin kicked out of that as well. And this is when we built to that really stupid, really incredible, really crazy table spot. Honestly, I will get to 55 years old and I still will not be over it. And look, yes, you could argue that should have been the finish given it was basically a murder, but Sammy Guevara was also able to once again get his shoulder off the mat. But this is when Dustin made a little bit of a mistake because I think inspired by his brother, he went, well, he always wins with two crossroads and a tiger driver. So why don't I do the same? But when he went to do the pedigree like maneuver, well, it didn't work. Because Sammy was ready with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And after we'd had a little bit of back and forth with each of the other guys doing a surprise roll-up, Sammy had the best one, which didn't make any sense to me because Dustin has more experience, but who cares? He is your interim TNT champion. Davy Crockett was also at ringside as well to give him the belt, so that was nice. When Danny Garcia just walked to the ring, he got in Sammy Guevara's face. They started to have a brawl. And the long and the short of it is that on Dynamite on Wednesday, we doing Dan versus Sam for this championship. And honestly, if you go through the last few weeks, nay, I say the last few months, Garcia definitely deserves it. So the whole thing here was really well done. I thought it was a very nice start to the show. And I'm massively interested. What do we do when Cody Rhodes does return to the show? I can smell school job and it's getting it up. Ricky Starks was then here and as he had randomly said on Rampage, hey man, at Battle of the Belts, I'm going to fight Matt Seidel for the FDW Championship. And well, he wasn't lying, because I am. It's not here in my head. There was two best things about it as well. And that's one, we haven't seen Ricky Starks have a proper wrestling match in ages, so it was nice to see. But also two, I do not believe that Matt Seidel is capable of having a bad match. And I, in fact, if you went into the past, he probably made some kind of deal with a demon. And it was all like, oh, man, I will ensure that you never had a bad wrestling match. And now I don't know what I'm talking about. I think one of the first things Matt did was a twisting moonsault thingamajig for a near fall. And this must have freaked out Powerhouse Hobbs, who was on the outside, because he started casting interference, I think because he thought this was a turn-based battle. And I was like, Powerhouse, this ain't no RPG. Ricky didn't care at all and he took this, but it did not go well at all, because these two ended up on the top rope when Seidel gave him a Frankensteiner and he followed it up with a Mishinuku driver for two. I mean, that really was a pretty good sequence. Seidel was not done because he went for the Meteora and the Lightning Spiral, but he just could not keep Starks down, although at one point Starks did get his foot on the bottom rope, so that's how he basically stayed in the thing. And then he hit the spear, he hit the Rochambeau, and he kind of got the finish out of nowhere. But because this was like a wrestling back and forth contest, I quite liked it. Even Taz on commentary was like, Ricky, you've got to do it now. So he did it now. And well, you can't argue with it because he won. And I suppose it is the pros and cons of a one hour show. They absolutely flew through this because they kind of had that much time. But was they entertained? Yes, I was. I talked to my finger. That's right. I'm weird. And I'm giving it an up. Wrong hand, this one. We also made sure we continued on our feud between Team Taz and Dante Martin because afterwards Team Taz was just trying to beat everyone up. So Lee Moriarty came out to try and make the save. He failed. So it was Dante Martin that was able to do this. And he got into it with Powerhouse Hobbs because they're going to have a fight on Dynamite. And listen to me. You listen to Simon Miller. 
I think that's going to be pretty good. We then had an awesome promo building up to our Britt Baker versus Riho women's title match, which was going to be our main event. And that made me feel all oh, warm and fuzzy on my tum-tum, because not only does it make the women's title into a big deal, which it is, but it also puts the women in the correct position. And all of this, I thought, was very well put together. Up. And now look, yes, there was a lot of interference in the match, and I can kind of see it in two different ways. The first is that if you did watch this thinking you weren't going to get any interference, what have you been doing for the last few months? I mean, Jamie, Hater, and Rebel at this moment were basically born to try and help Britt Baker, so I expected it was going to happen. On the other, though, did this one push the limits of it just a little bit too far in the sense you wanted to go referee? <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you? Why aren't you doing more? Especially because towards the end, he went, you know what? Rebel and Hater, they have done a lot. Maybe I should send them to the back. So I get it. There's got to be a line. And maybe we crossed it a little bit. So in that sense, it's just have to get it down as well. I still do like it personally, though, because I think it ties into a bigger story. For example, at one point, Riho was going to crossbody bit bake on the outside. But she hit Jamie Hater instead. And you just know deep down in her tootsie toes, Hater is going, oh man, I can't believe it. this keeps happening to me. Who's at fault? Brett Baker. I'm going to smack her in the face. The bad guys were then trying to set up a table, but Riho was like, no, nah, I'm not going to let you do that. So she stopped them. And then Baker and Riho basically stomped each other for a while, like they thought their foot was on fire and they were trying to put out the flame. Riho then applied this ridiculous looking single leg crab, like it actually looked like she was going to tear Britt Baker in two. And when Baker got to the rope, she was like, fine, I'm going to go to the top rope and smack her again. But this is when another one of Baker's minions got involved because Rebel jumped on Britt like, no, no, please don't do it. So you can't say they ain't dedicated. It meant that Rebel got twonked, and as already mentioned, eventually the referee was like, would you just go away, please, because you're ruining this? And Britt Baker used this sort of distraction to try and apply the lockjaw. But Rio was like, nah, you ain't doing that. So she slapped her right around the face. I mean, I think she was trying to dislodge a tooth. We then had finisher attempts, devastating roll-ups, finisher attempts, devastating roll-ups. I mean, it really was like a game of wrestling tennis. When eventually Britt Baker was like, nah, bruh, I'm going to end this. She hit the curb stop. She eventually applied the lockjaw. Riho had to tap out. And of course, overall, this also meant for the first time in AEW, Britt Baker was able to defeat Riho and carry on her championship reign. It also should make it clear that at one point, Britt Baker was also going to use the title that Jamie Hayter had thrown in the ring and they went colliding into each other again. So yeah, when you look at it as a multi-layered cake, let's use a food analogy, you can start taking different slices and going num, num, num. I know where we're going with this in the future and yes if you've been watching ups and downs ever since I've been doing this which was a long time that is the worst thing I have ever said I think my main takeaways from this though is that Britt Baker is a great champion Rio is just so damn good and I hope she doesn't vanish into the abyss again and more importantly I'm intrigued to see where we're going to go in the future because you have to assume that Thunder Rosa will be the person to finally dethrone the dentist and I very much look forward to seeing it. Which brought us to the end of Battle in the Belt. And I know, given that it was the first special, it wasn't like the greatest show you'd ever seen in your life. But I certainly enjoyed getting to wake up on a Sunday and just enjoying a very well put together 60 minutes of wrestling. I'm a very simple man. That's all I need. I mean, look at me. I'm a moron, but it's getting it up. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.